welcome to the Creative Marketing Show with your host, Rosh Sillers. Welcome, it is great to have you here. No light today, I'm actually using natural light in the studio. For those of you who are watching live, today's topic is an important topic which will help you do the things that you want to do. Of course, grow your business. And I've talked about this in the Unique Success Combination as well as other podcasts and videos. I'm always talking about this one metric that will let you know if you're successful or not. And it's, it's not how many awards you have. Awards are great. I like awards. I like to be recognized but that's not what I'm talking about. I also think, you know, people recognizing me on the street, that's cool, but that's not what I'm talking about. A lot of Twitter followers, Facebook, that's great too, but that's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is a positive cash flow. Having a positive cash flow in your business, whether it's a photography business, whether you're a writer, maybe you have a new invention, That will tell you if you are successful or not. Because, you know, as I've mentioned before, and I think it's important to mention it again, you know, I personally, I would rather be somebody who made $50,000 a year with positive cash flow than make a million dollars with negative. Because that person's in debt and getting in debt. And I'm not saying none of us get in debt. We all not all, but a lot of us get in debt at different times. Sometimes it's a a good sort of debt, which is called secure debt. And what I mean by by good kind of debt, you're leveraging money to go after something bigger. And that can be okay if done properly and well. But understanding if you are successful as a creative and that you are growing and moving forward, having that positive cash flow get you where you want, because then we can get into that one area that most of us find most exciting. And that is the marketing. Well, maybe some of us don't, but I do. Uh, the, the excitement of growing the business, finding new clients, marketing who we are. Sometimes it's the ability to go to that conference that you really want to go to. Having the money to do that or to buy the new equipment that you think you need to take yourself, your work to the next level, next step, or maybe having your own studio or office. These are important things. But until you have a positive cash flow, you shouldn't take those things on. When you, when you have a positive cash flow, you can start to make good decisions. And when you have a positive cash flow, you can make decisions that will help grow the business. And, and if it doesn't work out, well, then you can, you, 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 you're not going out of business. And I think that's the real important part. So it's really common sense that we're working with what we have and when we work with what we have and keep that and grow that way we're going to be in it for the long haul and that is really the message there okay there's some things we can talk about moving forward of course i am releasing my my next video probably wednesday and that is in our success unique um Unique success combination, five, seven, five, three, one. We're down to the one, and the one is channel building. And that is one of the areas that most people find interesting. And again, that's what I was just mentioning. 
the positive cash flow takes. Uh, hey, Shay, it's great to see you. Um, the positive uh, cash flow will allow you to do these things, especially in that combination of seven, five, three, one, being able to build your channels. And what, what's a channel? I'm often asked that question. Um, what do you really mean by a channel? I mean, there are a lot of uses of that word, especially in marketing. And when I'm talking about it, I'm usually most of the time talking a social media channel, such as uh, a distribution channel, um, a, a community channel, such as YouTube, such as Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, your podcast, your blog, and having that core channel. That's the one. Having the core channel, which will help you take you where you want to go. Years ago, when I started my first podcast, this podcast has been going since 2008, 10 years. When I first flipped the switch, there was nobody listening. I know, I could, back then we couldn't even see the metrics. I just switched over to some metrics and I just uploaded um, one of my podcasts to test a new hosting system out. And people are listening. And a lot of people are listening. And it's really pretty cool. And so I'm switching again, um, which I'll get into in a little bit of how you can go about that. Most of you won't affect you. If you listen to the podcast on iTunes or Stitcher or Google Play, that's fine. It may affect SoundCloud because that's where I'm switching from. But again, I'll talk about that in a few moments. But having that core, having that core main place where people know they can catch you again, your blog or podcast or YouTube channel, is really important. For me, it was Twitter. And when I flipped the switch to the podcast portion, nobody was listening. Of course. And I had to build that audience over time. And many of the rules today are similar, but not exactly the same. And that's why this video is really important that I'm getting into, to really just break down the foundation. And then this series will be done. I'll be all done with the combination code series. Um, some people are coming on board because they like what's being said. Uh, some people are used to the marketing strategies focus of this channel and they're kind of, what's this crazy stuff? All of a sudden he's trying to be a financial person. What, what is this? And it, honestly, I, I really feel like I started this channel with the full package of different areas to support creative professional, independent professionals, entrepreneurs to grow their businesses. And there's a lot of areas I have to talk about. I, I just can't focus on one. I get burned out too easily. I, I found that on the uh, pricing channel too. Um, of course, I, I kind of suspected, but I had to prove it myself. So I've expanded the pricing channel more on the business of photography and so forth and, and sharing stories. I'm trying to get more into the sh sharing of ideas and stories um, and I think this is important too, whether you're just trying to grow your business in general or you're trying to do it on social media or trying to build a following, stories are becoming even more important. Now, they've been talking about stories and the importance of stories in social since the beginning. I mean, they really have. It's, this is nothing new. But Tim Schmoyer was talking. He just had a live uh, chat for his podcast not that long ago today. And he was talking about the importance of story. And so I've been going a little bit more in and focusing and developing my storytelling abilities and sharing some of my past as a creative professional, as a photographer, some of the 
obstacles I've come over, overcome, some of the things that I face. And I think it's working out pretty well. I, I'm enjoying doing them a little bit more than just focusing on the pricing aspect, although that is still a big part of the channel, of course. So moving forward, I think, uh, well, taking a step back, I, I, I want to talk a little bit more about the business. That's the topic of this, this show today. I think that if you understand the process, and we just talked about processes, and if you haven't seen that video, take a look at that video. I released it last Wednesday. Understanding the process of what your customer goes through from beginning to meeting you all the way through the end, and understanding your process of delivering what the customer wants. I have a feeling a lot of people don't really think much about that. It just might be me. <laughs> Maybe it's just me, but a, a lot of people don't don't think about that. Those processes. When you have people who are mad at you, or you're not doing something, or it seems like the same thing happens over and over again. Maybe it's some kind of a some kind of issue that happens over and over again with customers. You just notice this pattern. Why are all these customers doing this? Why don't they get that? Um, how come maybe you're late for something or don't get an assignment done on time? Why is that? And what can you do to fix it? Continuously doing that and re-examining that and, and just sitting down and writing. I often will write in a journal and just write out all the ideas of how I can fix things that I'm doing wrong. And believe me, things that I've done wrong 20 years ago still crop up today. And maybe for different reasons. And maybe that's the same for you too. You're finding that you thought you fixed it. You thought you are doing better, but wow, it's happening again. Why is that? Well, understanding these processes, and sometimes it has to do with time. Uh, sometimes it has to do with the resources you have available. Sometimes it has to do with money. Sometimes you have to just stop offering something because you can't do it very well. Believe me, I have a, a just a path of things that I used to do for clients that I don't do anymore because I wasn't doing a very good job. Hey, I'm going to hold on one sec. I need to plug in this computer because I am about to go. I have 6% battery, and that's not going to get us very far in this conversation. And I do want to answer questions at the end of this section. And if you have a question, I'd be really interested. Uh, to review, for those of you who have not... Um, got involved in what I've been doing lately. Uh, I, I've talked about the combination code since 2011. And, you know, some people it's like, don't really care. And some people think it's pretty cool. I think one thing, especially the photography community, have found that when I say, what is your and, they, they for some reason, they really have adapted to that a little bit better. Um, and what is your and is, in other words, Understanding that today in photography or other creative aspects or other businesses, a lot of times we just want to be this purist, the best at this one thing. And in, in some ways, you do have to have that element, your core. What are you best at? But today, you can also have that and. What else do you add to that, especially if you have some sort of competition? What do you combine with your core to separate you from the competition? And, and that's where all that came from. But I, I've, 
I continuously look at in processes being one, looking at the different processes, it's a combination of things that make up you. There's a combination of items that make up your business. And thinking about what those items are and looking at your your business, looking at every aspect, every aspect from where you work, the environment, the people around you, the equipment you use, what you produce, how you interact with, every single thing is part of that combination. And it's either successful or not. Your unique success combination. Now, maybe some of those items are successful. So being mindful of all of those elements allows you to look at them and say, look, I don't have to trash my great new invention idea or my new market segment that I want to go after. I don't have to trash these things. I might just have to make some adjustments, uh, take out two things that really don't seem to be working. And if you look at it that way, you can continue to move forward and continue to adjust rather than just give up. And I think sometimes people just give up the whole rather than saying, look, I could have fixed a few things and move forward in a positive direction. So with that, bringing it to you, your unique success combination. What is that? And that is the mission. Now, most certainly, I will continue and always continue to focus a lot on the marketing strategies uh, because that's a big part of it. Um, I mean, I'm only going to talk so much about sources of income. I, I don't want to necessarily talk about that other than saying, hey, you should have five sources of income and those combination elements for your business can be a part of that. You know, how many sources of income do you have that'll allow you to continue to do the things you want to do? And sometimes people go all in and they don't have another revenue stream until their main thing that they want to do is successful. And so the, 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 have that starving artist mentality and and they think I'm not going to take a part-time job I'm not going to do anything else because it's not the focus of what I want to do in life and then they end up never being able to do what they want to do in life because they wouldn't take those other things on to support their endeavor so those are the the seven source of income or more um, but that's over time you don't have to start with that uh, and again that's what that video is about I have the video on that and then processes um, five people you should consider having around you outside of your business, three processes to focus on. And again, Wednesday's launch will be the, um, will, will be the, the channel building, which is again, a big part of this show. I hope that makes sense. I hope this is something that people are interested in, in many different, um, from many different directions. And I, I, I have found it very useful and, Allowing going this direction again, widening it back out, it allows me to take on a lot of topics that I know are highly valuable. Simple topics such as having a journal. Now, if I'm always talking marketing, I can't talk about that. Why, why is having a journal important? Well, we talk about positive cash flow. Well, write down what's coming in and what's going out and do a simple calculation and keep track of that in your journal. What do you need to know? Knowing that for me to meet a specific goal at the end of this year, I know I need to bring in $1,300 more business per month. That's what I need to meet my goal. And, and it's a good goal. I, I've, had a, I've had a good year. I've grown my business. But I know it's another $1,300 in new clients 
who are revolved, not my project clients. Remember, there are two types of clients that we have. We have our project clients and then our monthly revolving um, clients. That that Those are the two types. And I'm talking about my clients that pay me month to month on a retainer um, for specific uh, things that I do for them. So what are, what, what are your numbers? What are the numbers you need to reach? And, and how can you, and this is something that I will be doing, and I'll be pulling out that journal, and I'm going to be writing out all the things, my expenses, and I'm going to start chopping away on some of them. Some may, sometimes you sign up for a, a tool or, or some kind of a uh, program, and you say, you know, the, the, it's done its time. It's time to let it go, and it's costing me. Maybe this one isn't costing me very much. Maybe it's $20 a month, but if you have five, six of them, that you could save yourself $100 a month if it's not offering the value you think, and maybe you can just pick one and continue to move forward with your business that way. But also looking at the day, what worked and what did not. Our day is a combination. I often look at a well-rounded day. What is a well-rounded day for me? Is it um, you know, taking some time for myself? Absolutely. Uh, for my family, but also what are the things during the workday that I need to do to feel like, okay, I had a complete workday. I, I did these activities. I edited some images that came in. I edited some video. I created a video. I uh, did some specific tasks for my digital marketing clients. These are the things that I know if I get so much done at the end of the day and a little bit of marketing for my business and then I go home and I spend some time with my my kids, my family, uh, walk the dogs, whatever it may be, meditation in the morning, maybe exercising, all those things. There are about four or five, six things that you know that if you do those, you had a well-rounded day. That can really give you the energy and good feeling because when you're feeling positive, you really can do more. So the journal can help you do that. It can help you review all that. What is working, what is not. The combination of what it works and what is right for you. You know, sometimes we need to, especially those pain points. For example, there's been many a time in my life where I, I go back and I look at a checkbook and it's a, it was just an absolute mess or some kind of account and it was an absolute mess. So I knew I had to kind of put that into my day for a while and make it kind of a habit. Sometimes those things that you know you're supposed to be doing every day, you have to put it in there and make it a habit. Maybe for 30 or 60 days, make it one of those parts of your combination of a well-rounded day. And then you can maybe replace it with something else once it's a habit. You're each day just double-checking, making sure all the numbers are right. Or maybe for you, you don't like... Maybe for some people, reading is really important, but maybe it's not right for you. But you tested it, you tried it, but it wasn't that important to you. You didn't feel like you had to read every single day to feel like you had a good, well-rounded day. But for others, that is a part of the right combination for them. And for some of us, we feel like, oh, you know, I, I get busy and I never do any kind of marketing when I'm busy, but then when it's slow, it's, you know, I don't have the extra money. So what can you do by saying, look, I'm going to take an hour every day and focus it on the marketing of my business, building my channel every single day, maybe writing or videotaping or recording um, or just 
coming up with new ideas to attract people to your favorite social media site and, and take some of those actions. What continuously works for me is action and activity. That certainly is the secret of SEO, social media, and of course, growing the business. Just taking action and being persistent, not stopping. And, and this is where a lot of people, I think, get caught up. They, they hear the word persistent and they feel like that's all in. Like, it's either going to work and, and I'm going to die trying or I'm not. If you understand the combination code, you can be persistent. And as I mentioned before, take elements out and put new ones in along the way and create, look at it as a combination. I'm, I'm persistent at finding the right combination. That's what I'm being persistent in. I'm being persistent and being active every day to find out what's working and what's not to be the successful person I want to be. And no, we all don't need to be millionaires. <laughs> we don't. Uh, we just need that positive cash flow. In other words, you have more coming in than going out. And you can live a happy, very low-stress life. There are a lot of very wealthy people who are very unhappy. And we've heard of people, movie stars, comedians, musicians, who you think have it all. And it has nothing to do, obviously, with positive cash flow. It may very well, they have plenty of positive cash flow, and that doesn't matter. But you can certainly, I, I can certainly attest to the fact of early days in my life when building in my businesses that you know, positive cash flow certainly took a lot of stress off my life. So having the positive cash flow to pay the basic bills, then you can make the decisions that you've always wanted to make. You're not worried about the roof over your head. You're not worried about the food on the table. You're worried about, hmm, where do I want to travel to? How, how long will it take me, six months to save up to go to this great place? not to pay off a debt and maybe someday, but to actually make decisions with that positive cash flow and to not worry about it and to walk, you know, just walk your life doing the things you want to do, doing the things you love to do because you have your own creative business, which is affording you the opportunities that, um, that you really strive for. And believe me, it is a awesome feeling. It really is. Um, being able to photograph every day, uh, being able to video and educate people. thats I'm an educator at heart. That's what I love to do. If I'm doing something like this and talking to people and sharing how to do something or sharing philosophy on growing a business or sharing some tips, that, that makes my day. This is certainly a part of my combination of really happy and then being able to take some photographs. And then I also find, and maybe I'm just really odd, but again, that's me. Uh, I I enjoy the the coding and, and the the marketing and, and putting combinations of things together and seeing how my SEO tactics are working, or or going through the numbers for um, digital marketing for my clients. I love doing that, writing copy and creating. I find it all very creative. So every single day for me, everything I do 
is creative and something I want to do. Yes, we'll all face those days that have a lot of what we don't want to do, but if you can get through most of your day doing the things you want to do, not because you have to do them, not because other people are telling you what to do, that that's that that's a good day if you want my opinion. Hey, if you have questions as I start to get into some of the um, topics uh, related to other platforms and things like that, um, please put it in. I'm I'm kind of kind of totally not get back into the um, positive income. Uh, I think that that's something that I think is pretty pretty self-explanatory there, kind of sprinkled the concepts in throughout. Uh, but I, I really do appreciate those who have watched those videos, who have commented on those videos, and who have shared those videos. Um, it's going to be a nice playlist of four or five of those videos that people can just refer to over and over again. And of course, I'll continue to make more videos on these topics. Uh, one of the things that I, I've noticed lately um, that I think is really important is um, using, um, well, let me think of it this way. Uh, well, actually, let, let me go into this. Uh, A-B testing is something I've been doing a lot more lately, and there are a few ways you can go about it. This is something that has been becoming more and more a part of what I do. You can A-B test in many different ways. I think this is totally off on a different tangent, but I really wanted to get into it for about four or five minutes because I'm finding it a high value for a lot of the work that I'm doing. I'm, I'm, I'm doing some tests on YouTube right now using TubeBuddy, doing A-B testing of older videos. I'm using Google Optimize to optimize websites, uh, my websites, some for landing pages for pay-per-click, but also for search engine optimization. People come to your about page or to your contact page. You can A-B test those and see which headlines get people to contact you. And so Google Optimizer, Optimize is really a good way to go. Um, you, can, you don't necessarily have to create a new page to do that. Google Optimize will actually, depending on the option that you select, will actually change that headline for you or switch out some copy or things like that. If, you're, if your page is totally different altogether, then you might want to just do an A-B test where it redirects and, and you do a totally different page altogether. But I've been finding that highly, highly valuable, and I definitely wanted to share that. I mean, I've been doing A-B testing for a long time, but there have been a number of new tools out there that I, I've been playing with. Um, the Google Optimize, I wasn't recommending it a lot, but I think it's gotten much better. Or maybe I'm just understanding it a little bit better. But it, it, has, it seems to be a better, um, better uh, tool than it was maybe when it, I think it, was, it came out two years ago. Um, I mean, they're slowly, they're, you have experiments in Google Analytics and they're phasing that out. So you should use uh, Google Optimize and that, that is the plan. So what are your biggest, biggest issues? What are you trying to work through? I want to hear that in the comments below. What can we, what can I talk about um, on these Monday talks? Every Monday, I, I'm live to answer questions and I always have a base topic to go through. But if you put your questions, your thoughts in the comments below, I can make videos through the week as well as comment on them during the live show, which I think is truly important. Okay, so I went down that road. I, I'm going to, as I'm starting to develop this, I, I, I again, there's a never-ending adjustment. 
in the spring, I went over to SoundCloud uh, versus hosting all my podcasts on my website. I mean, they're still on my website, but I was hosting them there too. And so I, I switched over to SoundCloud. I was I would like the interface, but I think I'm going over to Libsyn. I'm, I've started, that's the experiment I was talking about before. And for most people, it will not matter other than maybe on SoundCloud if you're following me there. And there are only a few people who are actually following me on SoundCloud. Uh, it may come in from a different direction. That's what I'm saying, why I'm, I'm kind of getting it into this. So I think most everybody else, um, I was able to switch over the RSS feed, but you probably will not be able to... Um, oh, I see uh, Shay has a question. I'll, I'll jump on that in a sec. Um, I, I, I will only have a back catalog of last episode moving forward, but you can always go to roshsillers.com to watch or listen to the older podcasts. Uh, I am not going to turn off SoundCloud until I update about those 10 shows that I have on roshsillers.com. And, and then I update them, just going to upload them to the regular website and keep them there. And then I'll pull in from blips and on the future, uh, podcast. So that's the way I'm going to go about it for those who are interested or find a glitch somewhere, know that that's the issue. And I would love to hear about any glitches over the next few weeks. That is probably my main reason. Okay. Shay, um, I'm trying to come up with something else to share on social media. What do you think? If you feel this is not the Time to talk about this. Okay. No, this is uh, always any question is good this time. Um, so um, as far as coming up with stuff in social media, people, um, you, you sometimes you go out and you find information such as obviously links. I know, I, I know, Shay, you know a lot of these things. I'm just going to kind of go through a list and maybe we can work some new angles for you. But you can find, I use Feedly to find topics and pull in RSS feeds from other blogs. And that has been really, really helpful. So using Feedly as a, as a portal, in other words, rather than going out to the web, I have the web come to me by using Feedly. It's kind of like the old Google Reader kind of an idea. And so I, I pull from the experts. And so you can continuously, uh, Feedly is F-E-E-D-L-Y. And I believe it's Feedly.com. I'm actually going to check for you right now. Yep, it's Feedly.com. And uh, I can put it in the, uh, here, Feedly.com for anybody else who comes later. There we go. And, um, oh, I'll, let me come right back to you, Shay. There's a quick question. Uh, what is my business? Well, I own a media company and as commercial photography and video for many years, but I do a lot of digital marketing. I've written books on both and I've had the opportunity to speak around the world on both topics. So, um, and, but educating on this stuff uh, is a big part of what I do, and that's why I'm here, to share what knowledge I do have with folks, such as Shay, who's asking about um, you know, different things she can add to her social media. You know, As you move forward, and if you really want to build an audience, you really just need to make it about, uh, you know, make, your, in a sense, yourself vulnerable. 
In other words, show some of the candid sides of who you are and make sure you're a real person. So many people and so many businesses just use social media to post stuff. You just post stuff. And, and just posting things to social media is not social media. Social media is social. Commenting to everyone who comments. But I think when you show behind the scenes, show the candid side, everything not being perfect, that is a good way to go. Um, Shay is, is an uh, architectural, interior photographer. So how do you do the stuff that you do? Now, you don't have to become an educator, Shay, but you can certainly share some of enough of the secrets and some of behind the scenes of who you are that maybe your clients will get an idea, oh, this person knows what they're talking about. Share some of your successes with your clients. Look for testimonials. Testimonials can actually be, um, testimonials can actually be part of your social and having good interviews, keeping your camera with you. And that's a good question. I'll get to that in a moment. Um, taking the time to, when you have a moment, you're with a client and, and they say positive things, you can actually say, hey, would you mind if I recorded a little something and could I use this in my social media? Just share a few words. When they're at a positive moment, and they can say no, that's fine, but you'll get a few people, and that kind of stuff can resonate in your social media. But you can also use Google Alerts, and for industry-related topics that you want to be on top of. So that those are some things you can do. I am using different social media platforms for different types of social. Uh, my blog, Photography and Business, um, LinkedIn, I'm just talking straight up business. Here is business, uh, marketing. Uh, when I do the podcast, I throw a little of the creative community in there, but I also have my pricing for photography. Um, Okay, I get where you're going with it. Okay. <laughs> uh, Shay, are you trying to say stop? <laughs> um, and uh, But one thing I think is important with um, Instagram, um, I, I, I just like to, I've tried, I've tried to, um, you know, talk my business stuff, but I, I, I can't there. I can't do it. I have to just do my photography and share what I happen to find on, um, uh, in the world. And that's what I use my Instagram for. And what I've been trying to do is use Instagram TV now that that's coming around, maybe and even stories to maybe explain why I shared what I shared, a little bit of background. And so that, that's something I think that would work out well. Okay, drop shipping. Uh, it, that's a good topic. And... I'm not, I, I'll tell you, I'm not, I'm, I know a lot about um, the marketing side and that's where I can help you most uh, on that topic. As far as the details of the sh drop ship, I mean, I certainly know what it is and I certainly am very familiar and I even do affiliate marketing as part of my overall. I, I, but I do more of the SEO side, you know, but having obviously other people work out the logistics for you. You just send them the lead and then they have the logistics worked out. That is a great way to go. And that's what's generally meant by dropship. In other words, you don't have to inventory the products and services. But the key is to, is as much of anything is one, 
there are ways to find products that there is demand, but there's little competition for. It's getting harder and harder to do, but there are always new products and ideas coming out. And so being one of the first to find that new product, to jump on a trend, trends are your friends, especially in that arena, finding a good trend that you can jump on and, and, and work with that. But develop niches, Develop areas that you are a specialist in, and when it comes to your social side, develop your specialty in that area where people know you as the go-to person for this type of a product. And that way, when you find something within that niche that maybe have some sort of a trend and you're jumping out at one because you're plugged into that industry, you know what's coming, you see that there's something in that industry is building steam, you can be there and then people will already be softened. The ground will be softened because people know you in social. And that's where that combination comes from. The 7531, and you may not have been in here earlier. Um, I, I say you should have seven sources of income, ultimately at least, five people that support you outside of the business that can help you, three processes to at least start with, some need more, some need less, and then one social media channel. And that, or channel building is what we like to refer to. So first, find your best social media channel. And if you have visual products, use Instagram. If you want to build communities, maybe it's Facebook groups. Uh, if you want to, if you think it's important um, to be in front of people and, and educate, maybe YouTube is your answer. And build that platform so it's a lot easier to get people to purchase from you, especially from the affiliate um, angle, as well as your products, people purchasing from you and going through the dropship system, which, again, I want to very much clarify, I'm not an expert in other than you doing affiliates and so forth. So if you have specific questions around that, that certainly I have 750 videos on marketing here. So, you know, there's, there's plenty, you can just put in a topic and put my last name Sillers and that'll, they'll pop up pretty easily. And if there's not a topic, well then put it in the comments below and I'm happy to do a video, even do the research, take some of my experience and so forth and pull it all together. So Shay says, so should I show the behind the, behind the company more on social media, like how um, design final package for the clients and so forth, you know, uh, you know, it depends. I mean, yes, you, you can, some of the behind the scenes, if you have some areas, Shay, that you don't want to show your competitors, that's fine. But if it's more, you have to understand who's the audience. And I have a feeling it's probably more for people looking for your kind of, you know, photography. And, and so if it's the client, but sometimes developing yourself as the educator can help boost the SEO side. Remember, we talk about activity is so important. And so you need to continuously um, probably expand beyond where you think you should. And you're going to get a lot of people asking questions that would never be a client, but that activity will help boost you up in the rankings. That's certainly how I've done it here in Detroit. You know, as a photographer, people can find me for very key photography areas because. I, I'm boost high in the rankings because I'm sharing this stuff like this free around the country and people link to me. And so I do very well 
with the photography because of that. Uh, let's see. Shay says, I just got a videographer to join the company. So that could help. Yes. And that can be a nice combination. Something that you can offer as a team, as a package that maybe other people cannot offer and really push that. That combination, you know, understanding that's what I'm talking about. What can you combine to separate yourself from the competition? And that's true in any type of business, even if you have a product. Now, remember, I always give that caveat. It's not service. Service is highly important. Service is mandatory. You have to be the best. And if you want to keep your customers' services needed, but you can't go around saying you have the best service. Your best service just has to be and let other people Oh, I'm in Detroit too. Belleville. Yes, I know Belleville well. Excellent. Good to know. Hey, if you're interested in YouTube, we have a YouTube Detroit meetup. That's if you're interested in YouTube. You're always welcome to come to the studio if you're nearby. Um, okay, that's that's cool. Um, so where was I? I have no idea where I was, which means that's a great time to close this out in about 45 minutes. Hey, thank you guys for being a part. It's always wonderful when we have some folks chiming in, asking great questions today. I really do appreciate. <laughs> yeah, we all forgot. <laughs> We're so excited about Belleville. <laughs> um, I've actually photographed uh, for a magazine in Belleville a number of years ago, some of the older uh, Victorian-style houses. It was for Victoria Magazine at the time, and I, I photographed some houses there. I remember that well. Okay, Thank you. I appreciate it. We'll be here. I'll be here. Hopefully you'll be here next Monday, uh, probably four o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Um, but I will put it um, a notice out there, schedule a notice of when I'm going live in the morning. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you all.